everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. I have so many things to talk about. The girl who used Gorilla Glue on her hair, but we don't have time for it because this episode is long. So we got to jump right in. You, you can't just do that. You can't just say the girl that used Gorilla Glue on her hair. But we can't talk about that right now. On to the next. Sorry. Can that's you your fault brief, for not being on social media. Uh, what are you talking about? This is why I was... Dying today during Katie does a drag race brunch recap and does her makeup and wigs and stuff for Patreon. Join our Patreon. And she was said she was going to put glue on her, the wig on her scalp. And I freaked uh-huh. out because of this Gorilla Glue girl who used Gorilla Glue by accident on her hair. And she showed what it's looked like for a month. It's like shellacked onto her head and in a braid. And she like touches her hair it doesn't move and then she put she took shampoo and showed what happens when she shampoos it's like slides right off like a helmet and so people online are like kind of making fun of her but also like legitimately concerned like we were discussing your scalp has follicles and pores and like hair shafts that are going to get totally sealed up and i was thinking of like the tin man who got poisoned from it might be an old wives tale you know because they can't breathe like it's like suffocating and the, how is she going to, they were saying shave your head and I, we were just being like, I don't even think shaving's going to work. I think she's going to need a scalp transplant or something. So she went to the Wait hospital today and they tried, they gave her some like acetone stuff and told her to soak it and it doesn't seem to be working. So we're all, this is what's happening now in 2021. We are watching this girl. I'm sorry. How, number one, how old is this girl? 25. You're saying girl. Okay. Number two, she put it in her hair like hair gel. How did she get it all over her Apparently there's stuff called Gorilla Snot that is like- Right, right. Have you heard of it? I've never heard of it. And so she did. She put it completely. She wanted probably to get it totally smooth, like one of those really smooth side braid looks. But instead it is now, there's a coat- it's like she looks like one of those smooth bullets from Mario Brothers. Right. I, oh, yeah. So wait a minute. Is her hand messed up? Because it also, like when you put super glue on your hand, it messes your hand up. Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe she used a brush. I don't know. I, I asked Kim about it because Kim is an ER nurse and she once super glued her eye, sh- eye shut. Just like my biggest fear. I don't know. I'm laughing because I'm nervous. It's my biggest fear. But yeah, apparently, I don't know. Is Gorilla Glue like super glue that it dries that fast? Yeah, it dries pretty fast. I mean, but she probably wouldn't notice it right away because she put it in her hair. But I am saying you would feel it start to crack your fingers. Like, yeah, you would. Quick. Yeah. You would feel it start to move. But I don't know snot that much, but still. Did she call Gorilla Glue and ask them what can dissolve it? Well, so then Gorilla Glue started tweeting, what you should do is use uh, rubbing alcohol and then take a hair dryer and heat up the hair and that'll soften it. All this stuff. The, the account was Gorilla Glue official. Then Gorilla Glue comes out and says, this is not us. Please do not follow this advice. Yeah, don't use rubbing alcohol. That's a terrible idea. Also, probably don't heat things up with rubbing alcohol on them because I don't know, you might light it on fire. I am assuming that they have some sort of something they use when a child comes in that has glued his hand to his other hand. Yeah. They must use something to... 
Or his hand to his something else. Can you even imagine that? I didn't want to say that, so you said it, but oh. I can always be counted on to say the things that no one wants to. That is fascinating. Yeah, you got to watch the videos. I'm going to need personal texts on updates on this. I'll update you. Okay. I'll send you the videos. You. They're hard to find. I appreciate it. Because most of the thread is just comments of people either making fun or genuinely concerned. Don't make fun. And also maybe don't be too concerned because we don't know if this is fake because I just have a hard time finding that someone would not figure this out immediately. Yeah, people are still skeptical, but they really thought it was fake yesterday. That was the emotional journey we were on yesterday. Today, Today's <laughs> journey is it's real because we see her at the ER. So we think it's real now. And but we're so we're still concerned, but we also don't know how she didn't read the directions because right on the front it says don't use on skin. So, well, duh, but no one reads the instructions. Let's be real, you should. PSA, what did she think? I want to see the jar that she thought it was or the bottle that she confused. We, I saw them side by side, people put them side by side, they look fairly similar. And it's maybe if you didn't have your contacts in, yeah, okay. Okay, okay, just keep me updated. Good luck. You're going to be obsessed. Anyways, this episode... It has nothing to do with any of that, yeah. has nothing to do with any of that. This episode is what? This episode is called Death of a Hometown Hero. So right away, mark off Hometown Hero on your bingo cards. Also, why have I not heard of this case? Is this because I don't follow sports? Should I be following sports? Does stuff like this often happen in sports? Because if so, my dad and my brother should have pitched me watching sports with stories like this. Oh. Because I, now I'm into sports. Well, no. He, he, okay. Don't be into sports. Be into money. Because this is the kind of thing that happens when there are millions and millions of dollars involved, yeah. right? This sort of thing only ever happens. Someone's got a lot of money. Right. So either sports or the lottery. Wall Street. You know what Goldman Sachs does because they do something for you. (laughs) That kind of money, right? Because I'm not entirely sure what Goldman Sachs does. I have watched The Big Short. You love that movie. No, I've watched Too Big to Fail probably 90 times, and I'm still not sure. To be fair, you told me last year that your definition of success was having a refrigerator in the garage. That still stands. Okay. There you go. That's all. My stance on that is the same. It's valid. This episode aired on February 5th, 2001, season 29, episode 28. Andrea, our queen. Hey. We are going to have to figure out what to call Natalie Morales. Duchess? Not sure. She's not here. We don't have to figure it out yet. Okay. (laughs) We'll save that problem for tomorrow. Yes, we have enough problems. We've got Gorilla Glue. We've got, we don't know what Goldman Sachs does. I mean, let's just, we got to like parse them out. You can't just wham. So we are in Memphis and they point out Graceland. You know what that means? You can mark off the Alamo tourist attractions on your bingo. This episode, bingo card gold. Right before I'm coming out with our new bingo cards. They didn't hit it that heavy though. No, they just showed it briefly. Lorenzen Wright was a local star who played in the NBA. Hope we're not going to have to know about basketball because NBA, that was all I got. I'm out. I'm I'm tapped out. I know a little bit. I knew NBA. Okay. 
He was divorced and living in Atlanta, but he would come home to visit Memphis. On one of these trips in 2010, his friend Phil dropped Lorenzen off at his ex-wife's house and never heard from him after that. His mom was also unable to reach him. God bless Mama Deborah. Right away, she is shaking her head at Andrea that her son wouldn't ignore her calls. And as she's shaking her head, her earrings are loudly clanging. And I'm obsessed with her. Deborah might want to consider going into reaction videos on YouTube. <gasps> she is very enjoyable to watch. And I am assuming also to have a conversation with Andrea and her seem to get along like gangbusters. So I think that she is just the right person yes. to do like a goggle box type. You yes. Know? 100%. Deborah watches 90 Day Fiance. Yes. Deborah oh, watches. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm in. She, okay. I, oh God, now I'm just Twitter. Can't Sorry, even, I know that'd be great, All right? of the shows on mm-hmm. my DVR, I want to know what she thinks. My 600-pound life, want to know what she thinks. She filed a missing persons report and the media was in a frenzy because he was a huge star in Memphis. We meet, I did not get her name, but I have to say she's one of the most beautiful reporters I've ever seen. I didn't get her name either. We only hear from her A few times, but she's like an NBC affiliate in Atlanta, right? No, Memphis, probably. Memphis. Why did I say Atlanta? Because he was living in Atlanta. He was just visiting Memphis, but his hometown was Memphis. There we go. Okay. The last call he made on his phone was to 911, and the recording of the 911 call, there's no one speaking, but there you hear gunshots, and then you hear someone running and saying, like, oh, my God. And nine one one never investigated or anything. Okay, that's weird. I don't understand why they're getting this call eight days after the missing report happens. Can you explain that to me? What? Well, why? it took them a few days to find his body, and when they did, that's when they found this nine one one call, and then they found it on his phone, and then they got it from nine one one, the recording. But, I think I would have assumed that they had already pulled his records, but I think they can't well, they, legally do that yet. Right. What, and then they pulled his cell phone and the pings told them to go to this field. And that's where they find his body. So we see on camera his mom approaching the scene. It's brutal. Terrible. Oh, my goodness. But it, what was amazing is how many people showed up at the actual crime scene, like as soon as it's out, as soon as anybody caught wind that there, his body is possibly in this field. Yeah. Uh, it's like throngs of people. Yeah. Oh. He was only 34 and the mother of six. Andrea's the mother of six. Father of six. He was, he was the father. He was the father. Andrea's the mother of six. Yeah. Anna, our friend on Twitter, wondered if when they sit around their meetings at Dateline and they're like, so we've got a father of six. And everyone just looks at Andrea. This is Andrea's story. Yeah. And she's like, okay, guys, I'll take it. So Mm -hmm. he was shot several times, including to the face, which is horrific, and also felt personal to the cops, which, how is that not on the bingo cards? I have now added it and corrected it. Isn't that weird? It felt personal. That that it felt personal is not on the bingo cards? It's like every episode. That feels personal that that wasn't on the bingo cards. It feels like we were personally... By me. Yeah. Yeah. You personally attacked yourself. Good yeah. Job. Lorenzen's funeral was so big. It was on TV. And the reporter says the who's who of Memphis was there. I did briefly for a second go 
are there Real Housewives of Memphis? And I couldn't remember. I don't think there are. Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. I don't know who the who's who of Memphis. I don't know anything about Memphis, kind of. All I know is that it was packed. Yeah, it was packed. It was like a royal funeral. Yes, it was. It was like a, it was a celebrity. I mean, he was a celebrity. He was a professional basketball player. That's, yeah, absolutely. There were two different types of shell casings, so two different guns shot at him. So were there two different people? We don't know. Mm. Ren, we, they also call him Ren, came from Humble Beginnings, which Dateline shows us by B-roll of shoes hanging over power lines, which I thought was funny. He, Why? I don't know. That's where I used to live. There were shoes over the power line where I just moved from. Because you came from Humble Beginnings? Oh, I literally just came from Humble Beginnings, apparently, because they were just there. You're in your humble mid- mid- middles. Uh, yeah, in my humble middles. But they that means it's supposed to mean that somebody's selling drugs in the neighborhood, that's, right? That's, that's what the, the old wives tale that's is. That's the urban myth. It can also mean someone died, like it's to honor somebody really? who died. It can also mean there's gang activity there. So it's unsure. So it just means whatever you need it to mean? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He became a high school basketball star. That's when he met Shara. Her dad was his basketball coach. And we see a Sears-type photo of them in matching Bill Cosby-type striped shirts. Coogie. Yes. Coogie, it's called. Coogie. Fashion. Ooh, fashion. She was Turn to the left. five Sorry. years older than Wren. And... We meet this friend of his, Bill Atkins, who's this older gentleman with glasses and a mustache, and someone was shipping him and the mom, which that would be really cute. Bill said, wouldn't that be cute? Okay. Bill, they both loved Wren. I think it'd be sweet. Yeah. Bill says she was different, savvy, mature, sexy. Can I use that word? And Andrea enthusiastically says, Absolutely. Which I love when the interviewee asks the host if they can say something. Because the host is always thrilled. This is going to be good. Say whatever you want. Andrea asks Mama Deborah, what was it about Shara that Lorenzen fell for? And Mama Deborah, how can I put this nicely? And Andrea jumps in with sex. And Mom, Mama says, yep. He had little girlfriends in the past, but they weren't doing what Shara was doing. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Case Scandalik. I was like, is this a Dennis episode? What's happening? And then she gives us one of the best lines in the episode, which was, she was a lady, he was a kid. About, like, she did not. She did not like her. She did not. I mean, I get it, too, because protective mama bear, and then all of a sudden this older, and she's not that much older, but when he's in high school and she's out of high school, that's where, like, that age difference pops in. Yeah. Ren became a college star at the University of Memphis. Then he got hired, drafted, picked up, yeah. picked first, up. First round draft, picked up. There we go. Picked to up. the Clippers. And at 20, he became an instant millionaire. So he and Shara lived the high life in L.A. He then played for Atlanta. Do not ask me what that team is called because I did not write it down and I would have had to Google it. I know the Braves are baseball, but that's all I got. Then he came to play for his hometown, the Memphis Grizzlies. And to local fans, it was like the return of Elvis. Just kind of made this an Elvis-heavy episode. 
two little Elvis Aww. references. It is very sweet, though, that he came all the that he came home and he was with near his mama and mm-hmm. stuff. It's sweet. He yeah. opened a restaurant in Memphis. He did a summer camp for kids. He gave back to the community. He earned in his MBA career $55 million, and he lived large. He gave it away to his family and his friends. He couldn't say no if people asked for things. This is all starting to feel very familiar to an MC Hammer behind the music I saw years ago, and it did not go well for MC Hammer. Bankruptcy. He built a huge 13,000-square-foot home. He bought two Bentleys in a month. Flummoxed. Wow. Yeah. Shara loved jewelry. And mm-hmm. she also loved, this was a new one for the big balling spenders on Dateline, custom upholstery on furniture. She would buy expensive fabrics to upholster her couch and curtains to match. And then a few months later, she would change it all. So I'm not, I'm not going to judge. I am going to say that six kids and loving Custom upholstery Don't do not go hand seem in hand. Yeah. Like a match. That seems. Unless it's that one room that no one's allowed in, you know, like dining room or like a fan, not a family room, a living room. No, the formal, a formal like sitting room. Yeah, I get it. And do you just, there were bad vibes in that room. No one goes in there. It's like spirits are in there. I don't know what's happening. It's They're not, they're never a great room. No. I did start thinking about how, do you remember the saga of me pricing out covers for my 15-year-old Ikea couch that I'm sitting on right now. Took me about six months. Sure. I spent about $80 and it took me about six months to commit to that for a 15-year-old couch. And that was luxury. I do remember that was a major purchase when that was happening. a major purchase. I do. The weird thing is, is that I don't remember much, but I remember that. (laughs) It was a big deal. I do remember. It was. The color was a huge deal. And you had all of those flaps of things (laughs) and I would come over. And those are really fun. I like looking at those, those upholstery flaps. But really at the end of the day, you weren't spending what she was spending to reupholster her couches. No, but I put in that time. But yet every three months, she was quick with the decisions. I am paralyzed when it comes to making a big purchase. Oh, I, I guarantee you she had decorators. Yeah, they were yeah, maybe. Yeah, she had people in there helping. So basically, yeah. each season, you're getting brand new furniture, basically. Uh, that had to be an exaggeration, but she loved interior design. If you want to feel like a fancy basketball wife, but at the same time be as comfortable as, let's say, a ping pong wife, because I feel like wives of ping pong stars look chic but dress very comfortably at the same time. We have the pants for you. Beta Brands customer favorite dress pant yoga pants, which are dress pants that are as comfortable as yoga pants, are made of wrinkle-resistant stretch knit fabric, which means you can wear them all day or night playing with your kids, then upholstery shopping for March's furniture decorations. They have tons of styles like boot cut, straight leg, skinny, cropped. They have new styles and all the time. I just got myself the straight leg four pocket yoga denim in a dark indigo and I love them. I love wearing them for running errands. I go to the post office. I go to the drugstore. I'm comfortable like I'm wearing yoga leggings, but I look like I'm wearing real pants because they are real pants. And I feel like people see me and they think that girl really has her life together. It is. It's almost a trick, but it's not. They they are actual pants, but they look 
much dressier than they feel on your body. So you feel like you're getting away with something. You're not. You're wearing just very comfortable pants. I'm like, pants. joke's on you. I'm a hot mess of a person, but I look great. You right? don't look it. No. Right now, our listeners can get 25% off their first order by going to betabrand.com forward slash dateline. That's 25% off your first order for a limited time. So do it now at betabrand.com forward slash dateline. Find out why women are buying five different pairs of these pants by going to betabrand.com forward slash dateline for 25% off. Not alpha, but beta. I want my beta brand, beta brand, beta brand. I want my beta brand, beta brand, beta brand, beta beta brand pants and tops. Why don't you do that professionally? I'm holding you back. I might on the side. It might be a secret. Secret. Thank you, beta brand. We love our pants. Thank you, beta brand. So Shara and Ren's marriage was troubled in capital M that stands for marriage. No, C that stands for cheating. Lorenzen was surrounded by temptations, a.k.a. athlete groupies, I think it's fair to say, when he would go on the road. And so he cheated. But Shara also cheated, and she cheated all over Memphis, which gives us one Mm. of our best quotes, which is Mama Deborah says, if you're going to do that, go the next town over. Oh my gosh. Solid life advice for Mama Deborah. Mama Deborah. Yeah. Mama Deborah is just wonderful. She, she's amazing. One day, Lorenzen went home and found Shara cheating with someone that he knew. And reports say that he had a gun and that he hit Shara, but she wouldn't testify against him. This is where it gets really messy. We won't go into it, but we will just say domestic violence is never okay. And he still denies it. There are people that back up her story. It's never okay. There are people that back up both both sides. sides. So, but it's never okay regardless. No, this is the information that we're given. Yeah, no excuses. But I do kind of want to know who the guy was. And Dateline doesn't tell us. Because we meet so many friends of his. I'm obviously assuming it's not one of these friends that are on Dateline. But I kind of want to know who the friend is. In 2017, they renewed their vows, which is kind of... It can go two ways. That can either be really, really sweet or it can be let's show everyone how well we're doing, but we're really not. And in this case, somebody write in. I want someone to write in that's renewed their vows like and they're and it worked out. Yeah. Why are you considering? No, I feel like I've heard most of the times when someone renews their vows, it's because there has been something that has happened to damage the relationship. Or they're just struggling. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to yeah. like revive something. And then inevitably it does. It's just maybe it's been 10 years or it's been 20 years. But yeah, I do feel like usually on the shows that we watch. On the shows that we watch, we, it's, it's normally. It's normally for a not yes. good reason. So we want to hear. Or it's for shows. Pos- exactly. Or we want to hear positive stories about when it's worked out. My parents never have done that. They've been married for over 45 years. That could be kind of fun. Your parents should do that. I would consider renewing my vows just to have a party for an excuse to get everybody dressed up and have food. I like that. Okay. Yeah. That's fit. But you do have to spend money usually on the party. Yeah. And I don't really want it to be all about me. That sounds very stressful. So maybe we'll find another reason to have a party. Okay. End of COVID will be one. So in 27... Sorry, tw- how would you say 2007? You'd say it is 2007. You wouldn't say 27. 
So what in t- two seven <laughs> oh seven? That was weird. They renewed their vows, but then they started fighting yeah. again just a couple months later. So this is kind of what we're talking about. But I'm sure there are good stories. Send them in. No, that's why I want the good stories. Yeah. Tell us the good stories about why it was great yeah. and how it helped. Yeah. Don't email us though. Send it to us on social media. That's better. So yes. they started fighting over money because she was spending way too much. She clearly has a shopping addiction and was do- hiding things and buying things in secret and bad. Finally, they split up. Mm-hmm. Thank God for all of us. I feel like we can both safely say as outsiders in the relationship that this was the best thing. <laughs> we should be giving relationship advice. Well, it didn't end up so well, but I mean, he did die. Six kids. But six, a marriage with six kids where people are miserable and cheating and fighting, it's way oh, better yeah. for the parents to be divorced. Oh, okay. Way better. All right. So he was over it. He said, she can do her own thing. She can sleep with the lawn man for all I care. And Andrea says, remember that, mm-hmm. which is now going to be on the bingo cards when Dateline instructs us to do something. Is that what she said? She said, remember that? Mm -hmm. You might want to remember that. But the actual line that was said before was, she can sleep with the lawn man for all I care. Not, she's even sleeping with the lawn man. Yeah, it was, I had to rewind like three times, but I believe that he said, she can sleep with the lawn man. Like a throwaway. It wasn't like a, she is sleeping with the lawn man. Okay. So 2010, they're divorced. Mama Debra, again, comes in with the win. She really wants to be our MVP, and it's done. She doesn't have to keep trying so hard, but she's doing it anyways. She, she says that Shara's face made him sick. Oof. So I, this is why I love her, because she has no filter. Everyone on Dateline will say, they went through a tough divorce. They had issues. And she's just flat out, like, looking at her face made him physically ill. And I get it, Mama Deborah, because that's how I feel when I look at Brandon's mom on 90 Day Fiance. Oh, boy. When they divorced, he signed up for a $1 million life insurance policy. And Shara was going to be the administrator, but the money would go towards the kids. He was also supposed to pay alimony and child support $26,000 a month. For the people in the back, that's $26,000, not hundred. 26000 which I did make <laughs> yearly not too long ago, and that was a month. Yeah. I mean, I know she has six kids, but I don't think kids are that expensive. I know they're quite expensive, but 26000 a month? What? And he couldn't afford it. He was broke. He had two homes that were foreclosed on. He was bouncing checks. He needed money. So then we see Shara on the news. So Shara says that weeks before his murder, mysterious gunmen knocked on their door looking for Lorenzen. And she says the night he disappeared, he left her house in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. with an unknown person, and he was carrying a box of drugs. Okay, what? What kind of box? What? What What, what kind of drugs? Just a box of drugs. What kind of, yeah, what drugs? Un- unknown. He told her he was going to flip them, which I did not know you flip drugs like you flip houses on HGTV. That was new to me. What was, did he just get drugs for free from someone? So he was just going to go flip them like that? Or I don't do you, understand. Or are you flipping like with a house on HGTV? You buy for a lower price. You sell them for a higher price. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. Did he get them for free because he was a basketball star? They're like, here's three boxes Maybe. of cocaine, sir. So- and he said, okay, I'm going to flip this. <laughs> Wait a minute. I just don't, I feel like this is a very small part of a much bigger story that she's telling and we don't get anything else from it. Well, no one else in his life said that he had anything to do with drugs. The police look into it. There was this interesting, confusing story about some cars that a drug dealer had that actually belonged to him, but he was never charged with anything. And when police dug more into it, they felt like it was not related to his murder and that he didn't do drugs or sell them. Ren's family are pissed at Shara for spreading these rumors and tarnishing his image. And Mama Deborah is sure the police are wasting time, that they need to be looking at Shara. She says the police thought she was a crazy lady, but she didn't care. She's not giving up until there is no blood left in her body. She is a mama bear fighting. Yeah. Love her. Also, the police are looking. The we police are that- absolutely looking at Shara. They're still on the case for sure. Yeah, our main guy, Tony, seems, Tony Armstrong seems very capable and seems like he didn't want to let it die. He seems like they did definitely try. And he also was very suspicious of Shara because while Mama Deborah is crying and hysterical and, you know, really wanting the case solved, Shara seemed very disconnected, wasn't grieving or seemed upset. And Andrea points out that everyone reacts differently, but he thought it it was suspicious. But there's no evidence against her. Plus, she is now dating a sheriff's deputy. So now she's like in with the police. And she is deeply religious at this point and is training to be a minister. They didn't know if she could do this. And also if she could take away the father of her six kids, because that's pretty horrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And there's no evidence. So the case starts to go cold. A year passes. Mama Deborah holds public vigils every year on the news to keep the case in the public eye. Years pass. The police chief still has his eye on Shara, and he says every time he got a tip, all roads led back to her. And then Mm. he says something so poignant, pointed, poignantly pointed to Andrea, which was, I've seen and investigated people who have killed multiple people, murderers, and they always had people, family, friends standing up for them, sticking up for them and saying, no, they couldn't. They're actually great people. They couldn't have done this. Not one call for Shara saying that's huge. Don't look at her. She's innocent. She's great. Yeah. Nothing. Well, we don't have one friend of hers being interviewed on Dateline. Yeah. We don't have, I'm kind of waiting for like the best friend. The only guy was the one who lived at their house for a year in LA. And he thought she just loved her kids so much. She wouldn't have done it. Even though he knew how toxic their marriage was. He just thought she would never do that to their kids. But he's still not going to bat for her with the police. He's not that sure that she's innocent. No. Yeah. So she becomes a minister. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Unsure what a minister is and a pastor. I get very confused about them. And she seemed to be bouncing around churches a lot. And she runs a nonprofit for kids, which is awesome. She had collected the $1 million, the life insurance that was supposed to go to the kids. Did that seem low to you? Yes. He made $55 million over his lifetime. I thought that $5 million. Yeah. He didn't have a lot of money at that time. 
though. He was already kind of broke at that time, and you have to put in money for life insurance policy. So, oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. And he was probably still getting, they said he got an MBA pension. So that was something that he was getting. But this was during their divorce when she had spent most of his money. He had to. They had both spent, they both spent a ton of the money. So $1 million was probably good for what they had at that time. They still have five properties and a restaurant and other things. So they have, they have assets. Four properties, restaurant, six kids. And March is coming. You got to turn over that furniture. You got to do. Yep. You, Spring. Mm-hmm. Spring look. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's like different warehouses with different where the furniture goes. Or do they just, just reupholstering? I think it depends on how expensive the piece is, right? If the base piece was, say, around $5,000, I'm guessing they're throwing it out. Just putting it on the curb like an old well, toilet no, that doesn't work. No, they're calling the Salvation Army to come pick it up. That's why you should always check your local reduce, reuse, recycle. Check your thrift stores. You can find gems. People that are literally just throwing out their winter furniture to make way for their spring furniture. Apparently in Memphis. Yep. Mm -hmm. Especially people who are ministers. So she collects the $1 million. Oh, maybe they're going to the church. The church does not need all of that furniture. These were little churches. The church, you're right. The church does not need a kidney-shaped velour <laughs> couch. A chaise lounge. That's like three chaise lounges. Yes. Oh, they put them in the Sunday school room. <laughs> the kids are like sprawling out as they're learning about Joseph. I know custom drapes that are like 112 inches long. <laughs> Thanks. We'll uh, we'll find a home for these, and then they're being used as bedding in the homeless shelter. <laughs> You know, the pews could really use the touch up and we need more money for Bibles, but we'll take this. So she collects the $1 million that was, remember, supposed to go to the kids. She was the solicitor. That's not the right word. Administrator, whatever. Trustee. She's the trustee. Distributor. (laughs) Sounds great. So guess what? She's already spent 900 k of the one million. Nine hundred and thirty thousand dollars. On not the children. Where are the children? Who is Don't know. buying them clothes? Dra- draperies, designer jeans. I'm guessing that the kids were fine. I'm sure she spent some on the children, but that sounds like you got everyone in the house a mouthful of new teeth. Yeah. You did like a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was handling it, the money so badly and spending it that Lorenzen's father, Herb Wright, sues her. And he's awesome. I wish we could have heard more from him. We see him at court wearing a tracksuit and he's crossing his arms. He does not, he has no time for business. He, he does not suffer fools. No, he's not. Him and Deborah, neither one of them are like absolutely not Shara. So he wants Shara to be kicked off as trustee of the money, even though most of the money is now gone. It's too late, Herb. What? It's, it is too late. But at least there'll be a, like almost 100 grand. Not even. I think there was maybe 80 left. So, and if you have six kids, that's going really fast. Yeah. That's not even a semester of like a private college. I know. So she's interviewed at the courthouse about how hard it's been for her since he died 
And would you like to tell us what she's wearing on her earlobes? I would love to tell you. Because before this, we see her and what appears to be her lawyer, her friend, her confidant, a woman next to her. And I catch the glimpse of it. And I'm like, oh, that's a nice Chanel bag. Because it's this patent leather, shiny quilted bag. And I was like, oh, her friend has a very nice bag. Flash to Chara out front being interviewed in probably two inch double C Chanel vintage, like bright gold earrings. The most important thing about the earrings is that they are noticeably absent when she's on the stand. (laughs) And I was like, that was smart. Don't, then don't put them on when you're talking to reporters. About how things have been hard for you. If you are being accused of stealing your dead husband's money from your own children, don't wear Chanel earrings. Don't wear jewelry. No jewelry. Don't wear jewelry. No jewelry. Maybe wear your wedding band. You know that she showed up that day and her lawyers exchanged looks and whispered under their breath, we told her to go simple and look homely. She did the opposite. No, her lawyer has the shiny patent leather Chanel bag that was probably bought for her by Shara on their shopping trip to Chanel. That's probably true. Also, can I have one? Thank (laughs) you. That's all. So the news reports that she had apparently spent $55,000 on furniture, which seems low (laughs) considering what we've already heard. 55,000. 56, That's not right. It That's incorrect. Not, that is incorrect. That's maybe March's budget. But add a zero, 560. Yeah. $180,000 on remodels and landscaping on four different properties. Again, that doesn't sound that bad. This is not all adding up to 900,000, but I'm sure there's a lot more. The earrings, I don't know. No, the earrings are a couple grand. She loses in court. But that wasn't going to stop her from reinventing herself as an author. Nothing's going to stop us now. If this world runs out of con artists, we'll still have each other. She writes a book called Mr. Tell Me Anything. It was based around their marriage, but fictionalized, but barely fictionalized. Come on. And it didn't paint Lorenzen in a great light. and. Andrea says it was hardly a bestseller. <gasps> was oh, I missed that. that. She. Oh my god! Did she say that? Uh-huh. I missed that. Yep. Andrea, yes, that was serious shade. You can tell by the cover that it wasn't. You know, by I was just gonna say, you know, by the cover art. No. Now I do have to say that cover art is very similar to our new T-shirt designs that are we are gonna release on Valentine's Day. It's a new design, and who did it? T Public, and they designed it for us. What is it? What does it look like? I'm not gonna say it on the air, but. There's one thing on that cover that will give you a little hint of what our new t-shirt design is. That's all I'm going to say. But ours is way cooler than her cover, which just looked self-published to me. It looks like a romance novel a little bit. It looks like a romance novel where somebody does something bad. The figure of the silhouette looked like Tobias Funke's book, The Man Inside of Me, that went famous (laughs) for the wrong reasons. Looks a little bit like that. (laughs) Anyways, so she writes this book. Five years have passed since the murder. 
Also, can we just say writing a book about your ex-husband who was murdered but fictionalized feels very OJ. Ooh. Doesn't it? Yeah, it does a little bit. It just also feels very... Icky? I don't know. It feels like a money grab. Absolutely. Why else would you do it? It feels like you're capitalizing on you were married to someone famous. Yeah, but she does have six kids and she's out of that upholstery money. So I guess I can't blame her. So sell one of your homes. Do you need four homes? Do you need five Bentleys? Sell some stuff. And also the one thing that you should have done when you got that million dollars is get yourself a great money manager and understand how to invest that money so that you can make that last for years and years to come and put some immediately into a trust for your... I mean, there's 10 things that like any idiot would know to do. Like even I would know to like put aside the money for your child's college. Don't you feel like anybody who becomes rich really young, it should automatically be like sent to a weekend seminar on money management. I think the problem is there are a lot of really evil people out there and it's really easy to fall into the wrong hands with someone who will mishandle your money a la Schitt's Creek and mm-hmm. we learn nothing. A la the situation. Yeah. And that was his family. So five years passed since the murder. Shara meets a new guy, Kelvin. They meet at Starbucks. He's a journalist and writes a story on her. He is entranced by her. He writes an article called Wrong about Shara Wright? Get it? Oh, because her last name is Wright. Yeah. Shara and Kelvin start dating. And she moves with him and the kids to Houston. Which I was like, do men date single women with six kids? Besides in Disney movies? I guess so. Good for them. Wow, right? Yeah. She must be like a sorceress. She has one of those magic Clovises. Yeah. She must have that game down where it's the pickup artist where mm. you pull away and pull forward and pull away. You do that thing that drives men like crazy, but they love you, that kind of thing. Like Kelly of Kelly and Ira, podiatrist, who had that sorceress look kind of. Like like 10 people that we've seen in date. We've seen a bunch of women like this. They just have got mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Shara goes, takes her something to Houston and... Her goal in Houston is to work for none other than Joel Osteen. I always think it's Osteen. Osteen. But also, can we talk about the arrogance to think that you're going to move to Houston and immediately going to be snapped up by Joel Osteen and work side by side as his number two? It's like real Peggy Hill energy. The confidence that kills me. It's yeah, they and even who says it? One of one of the interviews says it that it's like she always had this oh it was Calvin. She had these grand ideas. Yeah. And I guess there's nothing wrong with that having these grand ideas. We should. But, all and all women should. Men do. Why shouldn't women? But still. But it is a little bit like who do you think you are? It's because it's never I'm gonna work really hard and get into this. It's I this is going to be handed to me. And that's where the difference is, right? It's not that I've put the work, the blood, sweat, and tears in to do this. It's, no, this should be handed to me because I was married to a celebrity. It's more the feeling I'm getting Yes, absolutely. And she's an author, Katie. Don't forget. So Andrea says Shara never did preach with Joel Osteen, but she did pray a lot. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Kelvin tells Dateline that she would pray in the closet like where Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell's porthole was. 
And so closets are the place to be. Also on Welcome to Plathville, the sad, sad religious daughter has a prayer closet. So Kelvin said- Also Michael Jackson, as in keep it in the closet. (laughs) (laughs) Kelvin (laughs) says at two in the morning, he'd go to the closet and find that Shara had been in there for hours, which is totally normal behavior. Also, where are the children? She's praying up to 16 hours a day. Where are your children? Okay, so she's super guilty, right? Because that was what got me. I was like, oh, you're not praying in the closet for 16 hours unless you killed someone. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not judging. Whatever makes you relaxed, whatever gets rid of your emotional stress, praying for four hours in the middle of the night in your closet might work for some. Feels might be a little bit easier of a solution for others. That's absolutely true. Do you guys experience stress or have anxiety or chronic pain or have trouble sleeping at least once a week? Yes, all. You're not alone. Many of us do. Personally, I have moderate to high levels of anxiety just in daily life. This is just with ordinary tasks, ordinary conversations. Things that seem like they should be simple can sometimes be the thing that makes someone with anxiety have a very difficult day ahead of them. But facing the day is doubly hard if you aren't getting a good night's sleep, as we all know. And I was noticing that my anxiety was getting ramped up on the days that my sleep the night before was, let's just say it was less than optimal. So I was searching for anything that would help. And then I discovered Feels. Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. Feels naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, sleeplessness. I was using Feels CBD drops in the morning to help ease anxiety in the morning just to face the upcoming day. But recently, I've switched to using Feels under my tongue at nighttime, and the results have been fantastic. Mm. With a pleasant night's sleep behind me, I am able to better handle the next day's upcoming tasks. Why it took me so long to figure this out, we'll never know. But that's what makes it special. When you get there, you appreciate it more. Exactly. And it's so helpful. All you do is you place a few drops of feels under your tongue and you can feel the difference within minutes. The thing to remember about CBD is that finding your right dose is super important and every single person's dose is different. So leave room to experiment over the course of a week or so, and you may need to take less or take more to get the effects that you're after. And be sure to use the support offered by Feels if you have questions about your dosage, and they can help guide you through your personal experience with their real human support. Human. Human people? Support. Human people on their CBD hotline. That's amazing. It's amazing. Feels works naturally to help you feel better. There's no high, no hangover or addiction. Join the Feels community to get Feels delivered to your door every month. You'll save on every order and you can pause or cancel at any time. Feels has got me feeling my best every day and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash date dateline and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash date dateline to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash date dateline, 50% off. What are you waiting for? Because we want you feeling your best. That's F-E-A-L-S. It feels good. F-E-A-L-S. It feels good. How much higher can I go? It feels I don't good. I don't know. I can't ma- I can't match it. You, you've out- 
<laughs> no, there's no high, Kimberly. That's the point of CBD. There's no high. <laughs> You're fine. No Only high. dogs could hear me at that point. <laughs> it is. Thank you so much, Feels. Check them out, guys. Thank you, Feels. So Shara appears on TV to promote her book. This is one of those, what, <laughs> moments? They ask her, did you have anything to do with Lorenzen's murder? Sorry, was it TV or was this local news? Where, let's, where is let's she? Let's go local news. Okay, yeah. there we go. She says, they say, do you have anything to do with Lorenzen's murder? Her response is, and I quote, first, I'm a wife. Then I'm a mother. Then thirdly, I'm an author. And law enforcement should do their best to find out who's the killer. That's not an answer, but Katie, look at me, Katie. First, I'm a daughter. Then I'm a podcaster. Thirdly, I'm a sheep herder. Fourthly, I'm a framer at Aaron Brothers. Fifthly, I'm a professional bowler, but I use a volleyball. <laughs> First, I'm a penguin. Oh, I was. But also, thirdly, she's an author. She had to throw an author. Also, isn't she firstly a Christian or a child of God? I was waiting for number one to be child of God. Right. And you are also a minister. That's such a good point. Normally people go, God, then my kids, then, then my children, husband. Yeah. Then husband, then, right. Mm-mm. And where's Kelvin in all this? She didn't marry Kelvin. She just shacked up with him. And Yeah, she's not married to Kelvin. So what, who is she a wife to? She's saying first she was a wife to Lorenzen or she'll always be his wife. Oh, is she married to Jesus? Maybe she's married to Jesus. No, that's nuns. Nuns are married to Jesus. No, they're married to God. God, sorry. So maybe she's specifically married to Jesus. She was going to work for Joel Osteen. I don't know if you forgot. But so maybe she does get to be married to Jesus. She's pretty important. And by Jesus, you mean Jesus who works at Harbor Freight. <laughs> That is exactly what I mean. Yeah, but it's actually on, Jesus. On home decor. Yeah. Home improvement. Yeah. Materials. Yeah, there we go. So the police are still totally looking at her. They think she's super suspicious. They think that she's she wrote that book and is rubbing it in everyone's face like an OJ type thing. And she was even considering writing a sequel, which I'm guessing would be I... Mrs. Tell Me Nothing. So that would be the opposite of Mr. Tell Me Everything. I don't know. Don't ruin my titles. So wait a minute. She just wants to be, she just wants to be famous, right? That's why she's writing the book and money. Okay. All right. Kelvin says she keeps overspending. He tells her it's not healthy. She says, that's the way God made me. He made me a compulsive shopper. Yeah. He made me a a lover of luxury. No, he didn't. No, he, no, he didn't. He wanted me to fill my three rooms of my house with antique dolls that are worth $17 million. No. Because if you knew any scripture, you'd know that God made you in his image or whatever. Yeah. God loved to spend. A lover of luxury goods. God loved a label. He loved a brand. So if God loved a Louis, that's what, that's the new tagline. Mm -hmm. There we go. So he says, Kelvin says, your financial literacy is just off. That was fantastic. And can we start using that line in everyday life? I'm going to start saying it. He is. He and Mama Deborah both have a magical way with words. And I think they should sit down and be friends. We need to remember that for the meeting with the tax person. My financial literacy is just off. <laughs> please, please. 
I'm going to start saying it. Please, just work it in. Work it in somehow. You went to 7-Eleven and got a large Slurpee. I'll be like, Katie, your financial literacy is just off. You no, should have gotten a, a medium. I got a gift card to the Wawa. <laughs> I don't have to spend money there anymore. Nice. I have $20. It'll go a long way. I got it for um, Christmas. That's great. They have pretzels there, right? I need to go. I miss, I'm Soft missing pretzels out. Soft pretzels filled with jalapeno cheese. Man, I'm missing out. Calvin says he thinks, or sorry, Kelvin. I think it's Kelvin. He says that she's also been cheating on him. With what time? She's an author. Thirdly, she's an author. And fourthly, she prays 17 hours a day. So when is she having time to have what Kelvin calls a hidden lover? Are the kids like at boarding school? I don't know. Some of them must be older now, right? Like, are some of them 20 and out of the house? Are they taking care of the younger kids at a second apartment? Like, where are they? That's what happens in the families with big kids. They're, they, The older kids help raise the younger kids. Not that six is the same as, like, the Duggars. But in this case, I have questions. But in this case, is helping, like, actually doing right, exactly. the work. Like, they're actually, okay. Yeah. Also, I've given you so many opportunities to, to do your Nancy Grace impression, and you just haven't. I don't know why. No. You're just not going to. I'm saving it. No, I'm saving it. I feel like it's overplayed. I don't want to overplay. I, don't want, I would hate for people to get tired of it. I don't know if anyone enjoys it as much as you do. They're begging you for it online. Like one person maybe has begged for it. One person said, Katie didn't do it. I'm leaving the podcast. That's <laughs> enough. We need Zero stars. all of the one downloads. <laughs> so <laughs> Kelvin finally breaks up with her the day after her birthday, which I thought was nice that he waited till the day after her birthday. So Shara moves to California and she starts a new life there. Back in Memphis, there are still yearly vigils on the news. It's been seven years, no justice. People are frustrated. At this point, we see Deborah B-roll angrily driving, like so angry, hunched forward in her car to show how angry she was. She says she has to stay alive to see the police get Shara. She calls the police all the time. She's the squeaky wheel. But unbeknownst, she's vengeance living. Yes, like she literally running on vengeance, one thousand yeah. percent. And that is I'm like very better than almost any motivation is vengeance living. Re- yeah, just yeah. straight up hatred mm-hmm. and revenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. But no, unbeknownst to anyone but the police, they had an informant. There's this guy named Jimmy who's a cousin of Shara. He killed a love interest of his. And he's going to prison. So now he wants to talk to the cops. So he tells the cops. And this is in 2012. So they've known about this for a while. Jimmy says the killer was his cousin, Shara. He says that she claimed that Lorenzen had hired someone to kill her. So she wanted to hire someone to kill Lorenzen before he has her killed, which is a new one. That I don't think we've heard before on Dateline. Have we? Okay. I feel like we've heard it before. A preemptive hit. So you hire a hit. Yes. We've definitely heard it okay. before. A pas yeah. de deux of hitmen, if you will. Thank you, Dennis. <laughs> so that's the best compliment you could give me. So Jimmy said. That was a full on Dennis line. And he's going to be angry that you stole it from him. <laughs> and I will be telling him in a short email. <laughs> 
Jimmy said that there was a meeting set up between Shara and a man named Billy Ray Turner, the gardener. Now, oh boy. was this the same gardener that Lorenzen had said Shara could sleep with or thought she was sleeping with? Andrea says maybe. She's not committing. Dateline's no. not and committing. They no. just want you to know that it's a possibility. Could be. Could be. Billy had a rap sheet and was a criminal, but was now had gone straight. He was a deacon at the church where she was a pastor. Okay, there we go. This church is bringing in the A-list. So, and were they intimate? We, again, perhaps, Dateline leaves it up to us. I think we can probably say yes. Tony, who's talking to us the whole time, he thinks they were. Yeah, he thinks they were. He and thinks I it trust was him. obvious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shara asks Jimmy, her cousin, to do the shooting first. She said, I'll get the insurance money. I'll get MBA money. I'll take care of you. And at first I was MBA thinking. MBA money. Because of that pension. I know. I like it. I know. Oh, I have MBA money coming in. That's like us saying I have podcast money coming in. Except we don't. It's nothing <laughs> at all like that. No, it's but nothing that's like that. cute that you say that. I did like I'll take care of you because at first I thought it was so vague and we were going to have to add it to our Hitman prices spreadsheet that's on our website and just put in the column of money i'll take care of you but then she clarified that the shooter would get fifty thousand dollars then she says billy will help you go to lorenzen's house in atlanta so they go to atlanta and they sneak into the house but are surprised to find ren is not there there is however a bald-headed man on the couch and they're very surprised it turns out this was Ren's roommate, Mike Gibson, who I thought was the killer this whole time because he's wearing this blue button up with short sleeves and it looked very prison issue to me. And also, he's super nice. You take it back. But I thought he was in That's prison. That's not kind. Also, his shirt has some writing right here that was strange to me. Is that part of the style? I don't know. I never thought he was in prison. I thought he was very nice. What I was more concerned with was why an NBA star had a roommate. But they never go into it. But this is the second time because that other friend also lived with them for a year when he lived in L.A. He was just really de generous. Yeah, he probably needed the money, honestly, at this point. He was broke, so he could use some rent. This guy was sharing rent. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that didn't work out. So they freak out and they leave. Shara has a new plan. I'm going to invite Ren to come to Memphis to visit. So Jimmy says that Shara and Billy drive around Memphis to pick out a good spot to kill him. And then Shara lures Ren to Memphis with X-rated texts. They show some of them on the screen. And Andrea says these are the mild messages. They only get more explicit. They were pretty explicit. Okay. All right. They, I can't say most of them. And a lot of them just say, I want to blank that blank. So fill in the fill, in, fill the in the blank. I don't. Here's the thing. They have had six children together. Yeah. Have known each other for many years. Yeah. How are you are so powerful that you are still able to woo him on a plane to get him to get on a plane and go somewhere. This isn't like a drive across town for a booty call. This is a state to state booty call. So she's a straight up witch because now we're right back there where it's the voodoo and the who this is the like Voldemort. Yeah. Clovis. Mm -hmm. I Clovis that shall not be named mm -hmm. Clovis by any other name <laughs> would be so evil.
Oh, I got it. I know what she spent a ton of that money on. Rejuvenation. Rejuvenation. You've been watching too much Housewives that you're talking about (laughs) rejuvenation. I know you've been watching Housewives because no one else talks about that. Except the Housewives. Like not even in real life. I've never heard anyone talk about it ever. Have you? But I've never heard someone bring it up. Can we just say though good for them for being like sex positive and having healthy libidos? Even though, who? I mean, good for who? But them. I mean, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, even when they were cheating with each other, it seemed like I don't know any parents of six that have that strong of libidos. They must have a nanny at this point because, like, they when they were like cheating on each other, there's no way you're taking care of six kids and have the energy to have affairs. So you, she must have had help at that time for sure. Oh, I don't know what is happening. What is this life? What is this life? I don't, I don't understand it. Then we learn that from a friend that Ren had told him he was tired of being a playboy and kind of dating around. He was considering getting back with Shara. Bad idea. Okay. Just bad. Just terrible idea. It makes me sad. This made me sad. It's very sad. He was going maybe with more intentions than just a booty call. He was going to maybe like rekindle. Jimmy tells the police that one day Shara asked Jimmy's mom for a metal detector. And the detective, who is kind of hilarious, says, does your mama have a metal detector? <laughs> that was so funny. If you're like over 80, do you, you're supposed to have you're just one, right? issued one by the government, I guess. Joni, do you have a metal? My parents don't have a metal detector. Your mom's not over 80. No, they're not. But I could see my dad walking on the beach with a metal detector. I could totally see that. Why don't you get your dad a metal detector? I will pitch in for that. Let's get him one. <laughs> Off the couch. That seems like a great for hobby change. For, you, for your dad who lives close to the beach, which is where people do metal detecting. That would be so funny. So she told- Call she- that. Call your brother. We got to get on this. I'm de- I'm calling your aunt. I'm a, no, this is a great idea. She She tells Jimmy, we did it. Lorenzen's dead. And Jimmy's like, oh, I thought I was kind of more part of the plan, but you guys just went ahead with it. I, he just picked out the spots and got the metal detector for them. So Billy apparently fired the shots and now was having shooter's remorse, as Andrea said. He was kind of freaking out. I'm sorry. There's an important part of that, though. Yeah. Billy fired both guns. Both guns, which is so that's the story anyways. That's what, Sure, Jan. Yeah, that's the story. So Shara had told Lorenzen, I need to meet a man out by the woods to pick up some money. Okay. And he just said, okay, I'll go with you. No, that's not how that happened. What? With no question of like. There must have been more going on here. I don't want to disparage his character, but there's something going on that she has to leave in the middle of the night to go to the woods to meet a man and collect some money. And her ex-husband says, I'll go with you. So either that story is not true or there is more to it. We don't know which one. My thought is that that story isn't true. But then how did she get him there willingly? I have absolutely no idea, but it seems like she can do whatever she wants. She can say, I think I dropped a Chanel earring in the woods the other day. I got to go look for it right now because it's worth five grand. I mean, maybe her and Billy pulled a gun on him and said, get in the car. 
No, and I drove him it. to the woods. You're not on like somebody like he's six yeah. eleven. We should say. Yeah, I, I doubt that's happening. Yeah. So Ren agrees to go with her. Billy is secretly waiting in the woods and starts shooting. Ren runs off and calls 911 as he's being shot at. And that's what you hear on the 911 call. And Billy was apparently shooting with both guns as Shara was just there, not shooting with one of the guns is the story we are going with. Is the story her cousin is telling Yes. Sure. Again, sure, Jam. Yeah, sure, Jimmy. Jimmy tells the police all of this, that he wasn't there, but he knew about it, and he helped them clean it up. So using the metal detector, they went out into the woods because they lost one of the guns that night when Billy was shooting both of them. And they looked for it with the metal detector, and they looked for bullets and stuff. They never found one of the guns. It's still in the woods. The gun that they did have, they threw it in the water, in the lake. And so police go to this lake, which is beautiful, on a fishing expedition for a gun. It's been two years. The police can't find the gun to back up Jimmy's story. So the case kind of goes cold again. And the family never knows about this big advancement in the case. By 2016, police start over with the case. They call it Operation Rebound. That's your title, folks. That's a good yeah, title. Yeah, that is your title. That's a great title. Now, although it kind of sounds like a kid's movie where a golden retriever plays basketball and wards off the Russian spies on the other team. Kimberly, that's called Airbud. It's been done. <laughs> Copyright. Walt Disney. It's also a great title for when you want to take control over your health and rebound those New Year resolutions with care of. Care of gives you personalized care that helps you maintain your health goals and helps you feel your best. You take a fun, easy online quiz about your diet, lifestyle, health concerns. It takes about five minutes. It's basically like getting a one-on-one consult with a nutritionist from the inside of your house. Then Care of sends you your recommended vitamins in daily, individually wrapped packets. They make it really easy for you to stay on track with your health goals. And having the little packets helps you create a healthy routine. So I put my little display of packets on the counter in my kitchen. So every time I walk by in the morning, take a little packet. So easy. I might put a few packs in both of my Bentleys for my vitamins on the go. Makes sense. And... You need to keep up your energy when you're spending your children's money and being thirdly an author. What also Mm -hmm. makes the packs really fun is that they have your name on them and inspirational quotes or funny jokes or questions. Like mine today said, hi, Kimberly, would you rather have one wish granted today or have three wishes granted in 10 years? What? I have many questions. Like, can your wish have three things with an Oxford comma in it? And that counts as one wish because it's all in one sentence. Do I have to pay taxes on my wishes? I have lots of questions. What would your answer be? I have a question. What's an Oxford comma? Let's keep going. (laughs) (laughs) February can still be your fresh start to the new year, and your resolutions don't have to be big. They can be small, impactful changes like taking a daily vitamin to help your energy, fitness, or sleep goals. Like I've been walking every day and taking my vitamins, and those are little victories, but they add up to bigger things. So for 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code date dateline50. Again, that's takecareof.com and enter code date dateline50 and you get 50% off your first care of order. Wow. Take care of your health with care of. Take care of you. 
Nailed it. Yay. Thank you, Karev. Thank you so much, Karev. So the police at this point decide to go back to the lake because they are doing Operation Rebound. FBI team actually finds the gun five years later. Wow. They test it and it matches to the guns, at the, to one of the guns at the crime scene. So Andrea says Operation Rebound was rolling. Get it? Ba-dum-tsh. Meanwhile, Mom Deborah is doing public vigils where she's pleading the police and the public for help. But when she hears that they actually have been doing something this whole time and that they found the gun and the ball was rolling, she's thrilled. Police don't release that Shara or Billy had to do with it. They just say they found the gun. And they are hoping that Shara and and Billy are going to get nervous and start talking. Very smart. I thought this was super smart. So smart. So they don't say publicly anything. They just tap their phones and let them talk. So Shara's ex calls her and Kelvin, who we love, and says, they found this gun. What's happening? And Shara says, I don't believe they found the gun. I think they're making it up. And what does it matter? He's not coming back, which is hold. And then just days later, after they find the gun, she coincidentally flies back to Memphis to meet with Billy, the gardener slash pastor. Is that what she's doing? She's flying back specifically to meet with him or? Police see them meeting. So, Mm -hmm. yes, police are watching them from afar, hoping they'll get nervous and make a mistake. And so they tap their phones and the police call makes... No sense. It makes about as much sense as thirdly, I'm an author conversation. She says, when are you? Oh, you mean their call, the call between them. Yeah, yeah. Their call, Billy and Shara. Shara says, when are you getting married? And Billy says, when you get that ring. And she says, I wanted to show you something. And he says, well, I hope you got that ring. Okay, so it's totally code, right? It's smart. I was surprised at how clever it was. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, yeah. all right. So police feel like they have enough, even though I don't know how, because that call is coded and doesn't seem to make sense. But they feel like they have enough, so they arrest Billy. Andrea says to Ren's friend, the one that was, like, friends with them the whole time. Phil. Yes. He was under their noses the whole time. Their lawn man, the deacon at Shara's church where she was a minister. And the friend says, that's the real kicker. And Andrea says, that's an evil kicker. Which if this had been a football story or a soccer story. Could you imagine? That would have been perfect. But also I feel like I've been saying there's that's the kicker a lot. So for was, months. Yeah, for months I've been saying it. I don't know why, but now I've been validated. It's on Dateline. So now- You've been f- validated the whole time. No one ever got mad at you for kicker. Thank Kicker's you. a common phrase. Thank I you. liked it. Now the family is confused. Was Shara involved? She hasn't been arrested, but Billy's been arrested. Kelvin's Kelvin, Shara's ex, says, um, how do you know Billy? And Shara says, I know him from church. He's a friend. He's totally innocent. I'm not going to tell anyone anything. I'm going to let God step in. Okay. Like, God will be my PR person. I'm going to hire God. He works for the firm Liz, Liz, <laughs> and God. And he works for the Holy Trinity. He's going to remember Liz. Liz and Liz. Liz and Liz. What was publicity? Publicity. It's based off our names. It's based off our names. So Andrea says it wasn't God who stepped in. It was a district attorney. But uh, 
but they don't arrest Sherry so or Shara. So they just still have Billy at this point. So she calls her friends and she, her phone is still tapped. And she's saying, this is a lie from the pits of hell. I wish she represent like reference Psalms or something. I wish like she dropped like if Dateline's going to give us a minister pastor, I wish they gave us ones that would ironically quote scriptures all the time. That would be great. Like a second Thessalonians. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember yeah. when Paul was preaching to the Corinthians? Yeah, that's what I want. I want Saul on the road to Damascus was met with such adversity, just like that. I want extreme Bible references. I and we don't would get love it. that so, so much. I feel like we had a little bit of it in the Silver Lakes, the, the wolf pack, but not as much as we want it to be. I want it to be heavy. I can brush up and start dropping them if you want. It doesn't work as much if I do it, but maybe. No, I'm in. I'm in. So she says the police are out to get me and they arrested Billy because they want to get me. But I'm innocent. This is unbelievable. This is a bad dream. I can't believe this is happening. One day, Shara is on the phone with her son as she's driving on the freeway. And she says, there are police behind me. I got to call you back. And she's arrested. And I'll save what she's wearing for fashion police because it made me laugh. Police announce it publicly. And it was the talk of the town probably the country, and still I somehow missed it. So I don't know what I was doing. You can't know everything. It's big. This is huge true crime news. An NBA star. And I didn't know. Yeah, it is. So I'm trying to make you feel better. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's because I'm five years behind on People magazines, and I have a stack as tall as I am to read. I'm that behind. I bet it's in one of those. That can't possibly be it. Oh, my God. I like to keep people up on my magazine. people magazines. That's this. It would have been in there. I bet it was on the cover in the corner, not on the main, the fr- the whole cover. I bet it was on the corner. It should have been on the whole cover. It should have been, but I'm going to look and see what happens. I'm going to see if I can find it, post it. See if you can. I'm curious. If it wasn't on the cover in the corner, what else was happening that week? That's what I, it's something bigger. So, or Julia Roberts was the most beautiful person again. So- which is also big news. Does she get the most beautiful person again? Always. So Deborah, the mom we love, organizes a celebration in the cemetery with fireworks because Ren loved fireworks. And she says she wanted him to hear that pop, pop, pow. And Andrea is- I loved that. Flummoxed, but it's very sweet. Do what you want. I say, God bless. But also, I hope there weren't other families- having a funeral that day, someone singing Danny Boy, and it's interrupted by fireworks. You stop it. Let them have this. Okay. Also, I hope it interrupted Danny Boy, because Danny Boy is too sad to play at a funeral. Don't play (laughs) Danny Boy. Don't do it. Not a dry eye in the house. Deborah says they had a ball, and she just makes no apologies, and I just love her for it. And she says to the news, Shara, why? Why? And she's wearing her son's jersey. It's just great. She's constantly wearing her son's yep. stuff. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. His friend feels betrayed and says, I guess people do what people do in the dark eventually comes to light. And Andrea says, and soon comes to court. Andrea has given us these lines. So they wheel her into court. For some reason, she's in a wheelchair. 
We don't know why. No, they said that she looked bad and she was under tremendous stress. And I'm like, there's looking bad and then there's being in a wheelchair with like your ankles being bandaged. What's going on with her? She lost the use of her legs. (laughs) Is there a medical crisis here? What's happening? To look sympathetic towards the jury? I don't know. That's what I thought. And it made me really angry because that's what I immediately assumed she was doing. And it made me real grumpy. Uh Yeah, don't like that. Weinstein did that. Sure did. And he's a creepazoid. So, but she looks rough. She's like wearing a saggy bra and has no makeup and she loves being glamorous. And Andrea keeps pointing out how rough she looks and stressed. And she like, she doesn't look great. I love when Dateline shades the person that's in prison for how rough they look. So she turns around in court to Deborah, Ren's mom, and says, I didn't do it. And reason number... 978 why Deborah is our hero she says to her you witch and Andrea says you called her a witch in court and Deborah says without the W and Andrea is I've never seen her so happy she's so delighted she almost squeals yeah so I think that we're gonna do a new thing that's called MVP of the month yeah. And it's Deborah. 100%. And it's a- love Deborah. She's our MVP of February. And like maybe March, if nobody else better comes along. Yeah. She's really good. Absolutely. Yeah. So then Billy the Shooter is brought into the courtroom and Deborah stands up and screams, How could you have murdered my son? That's what I want to know. How could you? And it's so good. It's so powerful. And Shara's lawyers say, well, Jimmy is the one who should be charged with a crime. He's the one who knew where the gun was. Deborah. Who's Jimmy? Jimmy's the Jimmy's cousin. in prison. Who is already okay. in prison for killing his lover. So, but he didn't kill anyone here. But he knew he and helped hide the gun. And Okay, come on, Jimmy. And helped pick out the spot where they were going to shoot him. And his mom had the metal detector. Sure. So... Deborah is fine with Shara being given a life sentence. She doesn't want the death penalty because she wants her to suffer in a little cell where she's used to a mansion and Bentleys and diamonds and upholstery. Mm. You can't reupholster your your jail cell. You just can't. She's going to try. Yeah, they could do put like sheets up to give their bunk bed a more private feel. She's going to change out that tapestry. So the defense decides to say that Shara was an abused woman. That she was trying to get away with rent from Ren. The family says that's a lie. She's never filed any police reports. However, we know a lot of victims don't. But as Andrea points out, the biggest thing for this is that they were now divorced and living 400 miles apart. This is a very good point. So she's the defense says. And it didn't seem like he was going for custody. No. But he had been telling the kids, apparently, that he and his mom were there. He and their mom were maybe going to get back together. And Shara didn't want to get back together. So she instead of just saying no, she killed him. Right. I can. As you do. As you do. I mean, I could honestly, if she really is like a battered woman and abused, I guess I could kind of see it. But because I don't know, it's it's really tricky. It's a this tricky one. Hard. So she insisted on reuniting for that weekend, luring him with the sex texts and mm-hmm. arranged his murder. So the defense even says, we understand that the abuse occurred years ago and they live states apart now. 
and that our defense basically makes no sense. But <laughs> this is what we're going with. So uh-huh. they decide to plead, negotiate a plea deal. She'll plead guilty to facilitation to commit first degree murder and also attempted murder for that first failed attempt when they went to his house, but the bald man was on the couch. Uh-huh. She gets 30 years, but since it's her first time, she could maybe get out in 16. Whoa. 16. She could actually get out by 2030 because of time served. So that's just horrible. And and Mama Deborah is mad and so are we. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Billy's trial is gonna happen. It was delayed for COVID. So we have no resolution on that and we are all unhappy. But I'll tell you who's not unhappy. This episode is dedicated to our Patreons, Anna F. from Michigan and Laura E. from California. You guys. Hello. They were both um, dancers for the Memphis Grizzlies, but they were fired because they didn't have enough pep. And they decided oh, lack of pep? to start their own female football team. Called the Grizzles. The the Grizz Ladies. Grizz, grizz Ladies. There we go. The Girls. Yeah. yeah. Go. And I believe they won several tournaments, but have not been nationally recognized until now until today on this podcast yeah congratulations ladies on all of your heroic athletic victories and personal victories in life and one of those being supporting this podcast thank you so much you are truly a hero to us also pep is underrated overrated you don't need pep if they're here they know that (laughs) seriously they're here. Pep isn't their biggest. Also, their concern. last names are so similar to each other. I'm not going to say what they are, but it's like shocking that they're not the same last name, but they are not. But it's like they should be cousins if cousins had slightly different last names because they're cousins. You see what I'm saying? That doesn't happen. Yeah, I do understand. But, but it that, seems yeah, like it should happen. happen. So Anna, Laura, thank you guys. Seriously. Thank you. And we have something so exciting for you guys tonight. We have a promo that's We're super excited. You guys know that we are madly in love, obsessed with our sister wife, Melissa, from Moms and Murder. Katie, would you agree? Or is that an overstatement? And not an overstatement. Underselling. Undersell, right? She's a great person. Great mom. Great everything. Great friend. Yeah. And she has a new podcast. She is started a podcast with Rebecca Sebastian from the podcast Dialogue, which is also a great podcast. I recently listened to her because she had Rebecca Lavoie on and two Rebecca's, and it was such a great interview. I think that was the show Rebecca mentioned us. I'm sorry I made that about us, but I was really excited when she mentioned us. But she's great. Rebecca's great too. So I look forward to becoming friends with her too. So it's Melissa and Rebecca. It's called Criminality, and it's a show for people who love reality TV and true crime and want to hear all the juicy stories where those two intersect. So first episode, they're talking about Mike, the situation. And I'm pretty sure they are going to talk about the Judices. Judices? Judices. Judice. Judices. Judices. We don't know. Question mark. Teresa. She has all these great ideas for episodes. They are releasing their first one this week. So I can't remember the exact date, but our show comes out on Wednesday. I think their show comes out on Friday, but I could be wrong. So don't quote me on that, but it's this week. You can go subscribe and follow them on Instagram, follow them on Twitter, follow them everywhere. Give them a five-star review. 
We love them. Congratulations. Criminality. Hey guys, Melissa from Moms and Murder here, inviting you to check out my new show, Criminality, where I'll be taking a look at crime and reality TV with my co-host, Rebecca Sebastian. Hi friends, I'm Rebecca, host of Dialogue, a true crime conversation. Face it, we all love to hate reality TV because what's better than escaping your dumpster fire of a life than watching someone else's? Join us as we discuss everything from a tea mom with feathers in her hair to a 90-day fiancé who enjoys a box of matches, and we may just call Nancy Joe while wearing our best pair of little brown BB shoes that only cost $29. And we can't forget the true crimes of the real housewives. Guys, they all have mugshots. That's where I'll be lending my expertise. We'll break it all down for you every other Friday beginning February 12th, 2021. So go to CriminalityShow.com and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Criminality, because loving reality isn't a crime. Yay! Check them out, guys. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. I don't know why I said it like that. I See, I'm trying to have no, more pep. Because you're, I'm yeah, you're full of pep. Full of pep. You got pep now. Yeah, I got pep. Mm-hmm. Let's do some B-roll bonanza real quick. B-roll bonanza. Um, I had actually something. Oh, you found a blooper? No, it's just something new. What? People, first it's Mother Deborah. Instead of showing Andrea photos, they're sitting on a laptop next to each other looking at photos. Maybe because he's famous so they can just give it a bing and they'll find photos of him. But then we later see the other two friends... We do Play, looking at yeah. a laptop, but then we see Kelvin and Kelvin is looking at real photos. So he brought it back to what we are used to the loose leaf photos, not in a photo album, but I've not seen as much of the laptop internet scrolling of photos before. I'm telling you right now, I would be hard pressed to find like loose photos. I would have to like go to target and print them out. <laughs> I would not have access to a bunch of loose photos of people. So we're here now. This is us. Took us a while, yeah. but we finally got yeah. there. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with the show on NBC. Kelvin's trying to bring us back. Yeah. Good. I appreciate it. Did you notice that there is this beautiful courthouse shot in Memphis? Is that's where she's being tried ultimately, right? With the black and white checkerboard floor? Yes. When we're seeing the over the spiral staircase railing. I took a photo of it. It's so beautiful. What is that? It's so gorgeous. It's, it was so artistic. It's so cool. Look, ah, it's like everything, every clue, every, everything that I want to be. Can I just paint my floor black and white diamonds? I think, yes, yes. I think I shall. Absolutely. I'm an adult. Also, there's a photo of Shara where she's posing on a big rock like this, you know, like or like this, you know, with their hand, but on a big, large boulder like she's at by the beach or something. It was super cheesy. Yeah, I have a picture of my best friend from high school doing that on a rock. Did you notice that almost every picture of Shara that's like a selfie, like with her and another person, she does shoulders up, chin down. It's all like this. Is that a good look? Are you seeing? I have no idea. I've not seen it before. She must have decided something. She must have practiced. Her wedding photos are straight on and things like that major photos are. But most of like the sort of candid shots are shoulders sort of hunched and in, chin down like this. I don't know what that it's sort of erasing her neck area. Yeah, I'm going to try it. I try it. See if it looks good. Seems like I'm trying to look coquettish. 
which when you are dating a 6'11 man, you are already coquettish. Now, maybe that's she. We also know that she has magic. So is that part of it? So just notes to learn. I'm going to practice. So can we talk fashion police? When Shara's arrested, she's wearing a babes with coffee style hat that says baby. And it's exactly like the witch, but without the W that accused that teenager of stealing her cell phone and then tackled him in the hotel. And then Gail King gave her the business on TV. And she was wearing the exact same hat, but hers said daddy in her interview with Gail King. And she's a nightmare human. She's terrible. But Cher is wearing the exact same hat, but hers is baby. I'm sorry, does it say B-A-E dash Y or does it say B-A-B-Y? B-A-B-Y. Which is worse. What you said is worse. Okay. For sure. For sure what you said is Are they being made though? If not, copyright. Oh my gosh, copyright. That's great. (laughs) Dateline Uh 2021. First idea I've had. It's horrible, but it'll make the basketball money. Do you want to (laughs) put it on our T Public store? I'll consider it. I don't think anybody, any of our listeners will buy it. Would you buy it ironically? The problem is people would see you wearing it and not know that you were wearing it ironically. You would have to put baby. We'd have to put in parentheses, little teeny tiny underneath ironically. Yeah. Asterisk. That's that's annoying though. That is irritating and more annoying to have ironically underneath because you're like, why did you buy that? That's just stupid. Oh, this is rough. We got into rough copyright I think we're going to get a lot of listeners saying they would buy it. If there are 10 listeners that say they would buy it, Katie will design it. I will. But Bay's out, right? No one's saying Bay anymore. What's the new thing? Did people do like stuff like on the dock of the Bay? And did have people used all those? Have those all been used? Could we just do a Bay line and I could just do them and they're like a little bit. Just do all the puns with Bay? But they're like a little bit played out. Michael Bay. Why not? A movie by Michael Bay. That's the only thing. Bay Leaves. I don't, that's the only things I think of. <laughs> Bay Leaves. Do you have any good titles? Mine are not. Good. Bay Leaves the Chat. Okay, that's it. <laughs> I'm done. That's all. Okay. Do I have any what? Titles? Titles? Sure. I sure do. Oh, good. Because mine are not good. Mine aren't good, but they're okay. I Did you do Ms. Tell Me Anything But The Truth? No, that's good. I said Ms. Tell Me Nothing. Yeah, that's another Also, I wrote, thirdly, I'm an author. I don't know why. It makes me laugh so much. That would have been fine. It was. It was really funny because it was not what I was prepared for her to say. When she said the author, I was like, that wasn't the... Okay. Not Mrs. Right or Mrs. Wrong. I don't know where I was going with that. No, that was good. And then I did a little parody on our favorite ID network show that we do for Double Date sometimes, Stepford Wives, Stepford... Secret Lives of Stepford Wives and the tagline that is basketball wives, basketball lives, basketball knives, except guns. Oh, there we go. Guns. So, in parentheses. Except ex- guns. Except, except <laughs> guns. And it's got to be an apostrophe. Yeah. <laughs> you, you didn't try that hard. That was good. I'm glad I didn't put any effort into it. It was good. It was all there. I knew you'd there. fix it for me. I'm just giving up because I know you'll fix it and make it better. So I'm just going to bring my D game to the titles and you're going to fix it. That's not right. How about Shara's not caring? I really wanted her name to be Sherry. 
so I could do sharing, caring. Mm-hmm. But it didn't work. So that was an that was my bad one. And then I had these were two basketball ones that I thought actually could have worked. Foul shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was multiple shots and a very personal foul. Oh, that's great. Because it's personal foul and technical foul that's are the fouls. That's so good. And You're smart. I'm not going to say whether or not I gave it a bing as to the penalties <laughs> in basketball. I might have. But in my defense, I had both. I had foul before. I had those before. So that was good. But I did try to get more and I couldn't get before. <laughs> Okay, what does Twitter have to say about this case? Well, Lucy was really dedicated to making a tweet that made it onto our show. And so oh. she got her whole family involved. And so she's telling, she's saying what her mom was saying as she's tweeting us. What are you texting them now? She said texting. Her mom said text. What are you texting them now? Leave them alone. And then Lucy said, Cindy Boxer texts them all the time. And then the mom says, but we didn't name chickens after them. <laughs> and then Lucy said, we recruited one of my brothers. The funny levels just shot through the roof. Buckle your seatbelts. Mom, what are you telling them now? We can't wear out our welcome this early. And then if you don't stop texting them, they're going to put you in a room with Joni. I like Joni. Well, me too, but that's what they do. <laughs> Do we put Joni in a room? <laughs> Joni, sit in a room. Oh, no. Joni doesn't have to sit in a room. Lucy was the one who was shipping Bill and Deborah, and I'm here for that. Okay. Keisler said, alternate title, death of a ho-town hero. Oh. Because they were sleeping around. Yeah, they were. And Kate McGee said, date, date, line, here you go. <laughs> Thank you. I know. Thank you. Did anybody, was anybody proud of me? For oh, for last there. week, you were excellent. It wasn't last week. It was two weeks ago that I got there on the title by myself. Oh, yeah, you nailed it. Did I get points? Did Keisler say? Did he, does he know? I just, somebody sent him a clip, so he I knows. I did because I gave them all Twitter certificates. If you don't know, every week on Wednesday Wisdom, hashtag Wednesday Wisdom, I collect the tweets that we read on the show from the week before, and I create a certificate that I send, and I send it to people on Twitter. And I, I've he's gotten it, and he's aware. So I think he it makes him happy. You're such a good podcaster. No, I'm just saying that I think he knows, maybe. Okay. I don't know if he's a, And then usually if they say, what did I say? I say, well, usually I tell him. I'll be like, you have to listen. And then I'll be like, no, I'll just tell you. It's fine. Aww. I'll just tell you. Lucy said mom's title so far, a Shara the blame. Oh, okay. See, I was trying to get somewhere with Shara. And they were playing with like a lion's share of the blame. A lot, Shara. So, something with Shara. She definitely had a big share of the blame. Let's Did say. somebody do something with Sonny and Shara? No. Why didn't anybody go for Cher? Whoa. <laughs> Anna said, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't be wearing my big Chanel earrings to the court where I'm getting charged with spending lots of my ex-husband's life insurance policy. Ever hear of Claire's? <laughs> you get like two pairs for $10 at Claire's. That's what you wear to court. It's not. Claire's is more expensive than you think it is, and it's garbage. Yeah, please don't shop. There. Anna also said, this episode has inspired me. I'm going to write a book about my ex-boyfriend from seventh grade who cheated on me at the school dance. I'll change the names to Hannah and Heichel. Yeah, I'm that petty. 
I honestly. He cheated on you in seventh grade? At the high school dance? No, he didn't. You're like barely kissing your seventh grade boyfriend. Oh, there's cheating for sure in in junior high. Totally cheating. What's cheating? What counts as cheating? You ask another girl to go out with you while you're still going out with another girl. You have your friend say, I like this other girl to that other girl while you're still dating that friend. Yeah. Shady. I like in my head, it couldn't be worse than like liking boys and having none of them like you back. That to me is the worst because that was my life. Yeah, ditto. But that sounds worse, actually. Yeah, Anna, it does sound worse. Really liking someone and being so excited that you have your first boyfriend and then having them. Oh, Lord. But that does set you up for a predilection to running out of dances crying, which is like a dramatic habit that you don't want to get started on unless you're on a soap opera. Did you run out of dances? No, there was a friend in our friend group who would always get upset and run out of rooms crying. And then everyone would have to follow her. And I would always just stand there going, I'm not following her again. So dumb why she's crying. I'm not following her. Her name was Lynette. What happened to that girl? Lynette, what happened to her? She was the popular one. And the boys loved her. All the boys. And what happened? Where is Lynette now? She doesn't have a podcast. Maybe she does. I don't know. She probably does. She's probably a surgeon. Look up her Facebook like a normal human. I am not on Facebook. Know how to do that. Search for her under Date Dateline and figure it out. Okay, I'll Lynette, try. reach out <laughs> if you're out there. Oh, no. Dana Sand said, for the rest of my life, every time I go to a lake, I'll wonder how many murder weapons are in there. Thanks, Dateline. I'm now- So many. So many. Also bodies, right? Like maybe bodies. Now I that's- and I like lakes. Do you like a lake? I really do. But now I don't. I can't see you going into a lake. I grew up by a lake. I used to go in the lake. I know. I can't see it in no, my head. I'm sorry. I have, you, you and I have not been laking together, no, so it haven't. doesn't bode with me. Rather be golfing said, go to the next town to do that sort of thing. Is his mom on Twitter? I like her. God bless. Can we get Deborah on Twitter? Is Deborah she, is. Deborah, we need you. Deborah, please write a blog or a book or a show. Renee said, I would read a book of all of Miss Deb's quotes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is she a Miss Deborah? Because she seems like a Miss Deborah. Totally seems like a Miss Deborah. Yeah. Okay. Tiffany said, Am I wrong now that I want to read this book? Meaning Shara's book. I kind of want to also, but I don't want her to have my money. So I need to get it for free. We should have seen if we could find passages from it. Well, it's too late for that now, but. That would have been good podcasting. CB said, what were these people learning in church? I gotta wonder, were they listening to just something different than I've always heard in Temple? No, like I don't. It's the same, I, I don't understand. We're all pretty sure that that Jimmy was at the murder, right? Jimmy the cousin? Yes. No, and I- was the second shooter. No, well, well, yeah, I guess he wasn't in jail at that time. So, yes, I kind of thought she was the second shooter, but it makes much more sense for Jimmy to be the second shooter. Yeah, I kind of think they all three. I definitely think that she didn't show up with just one guy there. There were two guys waiting in the bushes Mm. for a 6'11 dude. There were two guys waiting in the bushes. Then why wouldn't she flip on her cousin? Because he didn't flip on her. He did, he though. He didn't say, he, no, he didn't. He didn't say that she shot him, though. But she said he, she planned the whole thing. She's, he's the reason they got there to arrest her, basically. And he led them to the gun. 
I don't know. There might be family stuff we don't know about. I don't know. That's true. Maybe there's worse stuff. Maybe they've killed before. Billy also didn't flip on him and say, I wasn't the only one. We don't know if Billy's flipped yet. They haven't been to court. They haven't done the trial. That's true. Yeah, we don't. Let's see what happens when all that comes down. That's what I'm curious about. Very curious. And this last one that I say for the end, A. Anderson, it's not about this episode, just about the show. My 19-year-old son just got in my car and randomly said, and this is Katie, because I'm always listening in the car. How funny is that? It's like Pavlov's dog. It's like a call it response type reaction. Get in car. And this is Katie. That made me so excited. That was really cute. That is really cute. And before we leave, I'd like to say hello to our new listeners. I know I've noticed we have some some newbies. So welcome. Really? Hope you guys are liking the show. Are they from Bob Ruff? Maybe. But it seems that we have had a little, a few, a little increase in listeners. So thank you to Bob Ruff, if that is from Bob. And just thanks, everybody. Hope we let you, hope you enjoy a day with Dayline. I'm Kimberly. And check us out on our social media. This is Katie. And check us out on social media at Date Dateline on Twitter and on Instagram and on Facebook. And you can also join our Patreon where you get a bazillion episodes, right? What was it? You said it at last time. At the $10 time. level, there's 30 bonus episodes, full-length bonus episodes at this point. So, And you get our monthly YouTube lives. And Katie is recapping drag race and doing her makeup on YouTube and we're doing 90 day fiance also. And that's at the $5 level. You get a bonus episode every month and a 90 day fiance. Yeah. And today she did a wig and it was amazing. It was not amazing, but it was a lace front. It was, look, you don't know if you don't try. So we tried. I didn't even know what it was. So I thought the lace stayed on the front, like Mrs. White and Clue. Like that was part of the thing. But it does, it does kind of stay up here. I don't know. We'll talk about it later. I'll send you a picture of it close up. You know, like a little pillbox hat with the lace on the front? That's what I thought it was. I thought it was going to stay on there because I didn't know what it was for. That's why I'm not on the drag race front. And it's just Katie. Bless your, bless your heart. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but thank you, everyone. Stay safe out there. Continue to... Wear a mask. Watch alone. Wear what? Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Be nice to each other, and be nice to our healthcare workers, or we will come freaking after you. Be nice. Be especially nice to any healthcare workers. Just this week. Just one week, and then next week, go back to being garbage people. It's fine. No, no, stop it. Every just especially this week. If you know, if you know a healthcare worker, text them or shoot them and say you're appreciated. That says hey. You're the best. All right. And everybody, please check out Melissa's and Rebecca's yeah. new podcast, Criminality. It's going to be awesome. And Rebecca, get ready for Katie and I to smother you with our new found friendship. Yeah. Get ready for a new friend, whether you wanted one or not. <laughs> you don't, but you're getting them. And by, and by one, I mean, like, there's two people, but it's just, it's one big one. Yeah. It's just a big friend. It's an entity yeah. of K and K. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, have fun getting a word in. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. I saw somebody the other day. I was, I'm watching that Scientology thing. I, I, that Leah Remini thing. So I got back onto it. I don't know what's wrong with me.
And so this woman behind her in the interview has all these cubes and each cube, it's like shelves, you know, had a different one or two objects in it. Oh, yeah. And I was obsessed with it. I was like, who picks the objects? Yeah. How is there no trash in there? There's not one junk cube. They were all like various shades of blue and gray and like vases or books or little tiny glass things. There's a Twitter account and they rate people's Zoom backgrounds and it's blossomed since the uh, pandemic. But they do people on, you know, CNN, the the reporters chiming in, you know, and, the, and then like... There's one on Morning Joe that's... Leslie Jones does them too, but like they have, they but they rake, they rate them out of 10. Like, and they do for shapes, for colors, for symmetry, for odd things that you can't decipher what they are. They would have liked the cube thing, I think. The Nine cube out of thing 10. was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying she gets more men than I will ever get in my life. And she gets good men. But she does talk with one side of her mouth falling. I did know someone like that. I've told that story before, how I went around and smiled like that out of one side of my mouth for a good year. You did. Because I thought it was so pretty. Yes. <laughs> and there's all these pictures of me from this one year where I'm like this. Okay, that's hilarious. You can't, no one can see because this is a podcast, but I'm literally only smiling with one side of my mouth because this woman that I thought was beautiful, a friend of my mom's, she would smile out of one side of her mouth. And I thought it was so lovely that I tried to copy I it. like that. I don't even mind Shara's. Like, I do kind of find it intriguing. And I like when people are different and not perfectly symmetrical. I like that. But I just am curious is that if that she's always talked like that. I and didn't if, notice it that strong, but I noticed it a tiny bit. But I don't know why I didn't notice it as much as you did. I think I was focusing on other things. You watch on your phone. Too. That doesn't make any difference. I can see where it's the what it the was side someone's on my TV. It was lo- it was large and in charge. Did you notice she did it all the time? Yeah, sometimes more pronounced than others. A bit like Dahlia DiPolito in her way of speaking, which it would get stronger in certain situations. So, any again, totally not judging. I kind of liked it. I think it was cute. I probably would have enjoyed knowing you at the time when you smiled out of half of your face. But I was curious. Yeah, we would have been we would have been friends in fifth grade. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. The evangelical television star Grifter? No. Allegedly. We don't know. He's fine. Maybe. Is it alleged? It's alleged. I think it's always alleged if you're a television evangelical star that makes a lot of money and has a and has a mega church. Yeah, I'm just always skeptical of people who run mega churches and are gazillionaires, like Mary on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Did Jesus tell you he wanted you to be that rich? I don't know. She runs a mega church. She does. She inherited it from her grandmother, who set her up with her grandfather to marry, so she could inherit the church. And be the first. She married her own grandfather by marriage. He wasn't her blood grandfather. Her grandmother was her blood grandmother. Her grandmother married the grandfather of Mary so that Mary could inherit the church. No, gr- her grandmother and grandfather ran this mega church, had a million houses, properties, exactly like this, so much money. She groomed Mary at, from as a child. I want you to take over my church when I die. And said, I want you to marry my husband, your grandpa, 
when I die. And it was all like in the will. You will get the church. You will marry my husband, who is your grandfather. Again, by marriage, not by blood, but nonetheless, still super creeps. Sorry. So, <laughs> so she's so she she married the grandfather. You know, like she you, married her own grandfather. But you know, it's like he wasn't her biological grandfather. He was married to his her grandma. I, I don't. I don't. But care. I'm saying it's still incredibly creepy and gross. But so she took over the church, and now they run the church together, and they have millions of dollars and houses and homes and rooms just for shopping because she's a shopaholic and staff that works for her. and it's like how are you tr- i just don't understand like that's not what this jesus is was Mary all about from sister wives no no salt lake city real housewives oh my goodness i'm so sorry i thought that this was mary from sister wives who had divorced what's his name yeah. Well, I thought maybe she had left Cody or was married twice. I didn't understand. Okay, this is a real housewife. They're still Mormons, although Mary is something else in her denomination. I'm not sure what her church is. It's some sort of evangelical something. I'm going to get it wrong, so I'm going to stop talking. But anyways, don't you find that weird? Wow. Like Mother Teresa lives one way, and then you run a church and you live this totally opposite way. Yes. It's weird, right? I think that most people think it's weird. Like, I went to my rabbi's house once. It was a totally normal house because he got a totally normal salary that was paid for by the temple. He didn't, like, own the temple, you know? Right. He drove, like, a Toyota. Right. And there's also nothing wrong even if he drove a Mercedes. But there's a difference between having that and having extreme wealth while being... uh, All right. Having a servant's heart, as they say. Not having a bazillion servants. <laughs> Good one. There we go. All right. Yeah, you Irritated. you got to watch Real Housewives. It's good. It's only like eight episodes or something. I know. I'll do it. I'll do it. I can't keep watching Scientology because it's making me feel weird. Yeah. So, yeah. 